This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks. Hello, it's Bill Radke, host of KUOW's Week in Review, back with another episode of Words in Review. One of my favorite wordsmiths in Seattle is Charles Mudede, columnist at The Stranger. Now, sometimes I disagree with him, which is only possible because he says what he means. And he said something to The New York Times that got my attention. The Times was noting how homogenous many of Seattle's new residential buildings are. And Charles told their reporter that, quote, Living in a city should feel like a work of art. That is a high standard. So I asked Charles to tell me about his choice of that phrase. A work of art. The work of art. Lovely work of art. Now remember, Charles Mudede's employer, The Stranger, is one of Seattle's leading advocates for cheaper housing. So I asked him how a building can be both cheap and a work of art. I do believe that housing and art can be, um, does not, do not have to be separated. As you know, a lot of people would like housing to be cheaper yeah, yeah. in Seattle. Can a residential building be a work of art and still be affordable? As long as you don't expect uh, an immediate return on an investment on a building. Okay, then in the actual system, in the real world, in the capitalist system we have now, are you saying then cities cannot be and residential buildings cannot be works of art? You, you've hit the, the ground of my Marxism. I'm saying this system sucks. So then would it be fair to say living in cities should be a work of art, but under our current system, it should be cheap? Okay. Now you're, you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> I'm asking. It should be a work of art in some world that doesn't exist, but in the real world, what, the, gist I, the, the sense I get from the stranger, you're constantly, your paper is constantly criticizing people who use aesthetics to, to block housing. And so in the, in the world we live in, no, but they negate aesthetics. I, I am for aesthetics. Some of this stuff that's come out of the review boards are, cannot even be looked at. Come on. When I use the word abomination, I'm serious. There's nothing. I mean, Your bet noir is the Urba- Urbana apartments in Ballard. They're the worst <laughs> of monstrosity. I even said even if the board is made of beavers, right, <laughs> we would get a better building than, sorry, than what we have in Ballard. I, the Urbana is stunningly, I mean, it is, it, is the, it is the ground zero of all that you could imagine. You know, in a city, here we are. You know, we live together. We, you know, we should be a little more um, um, cosmopolitan, right? We should have a little more taste, right? Flair. We should, you know what I mean? And all these things. And you look at that building and you like, my goodness. You need to move into that building so that you, you don't have to look at it. No. <laughs> like, like, what's his name? Who used to have lunch under the Eiffel Tower so he wouldn't have to look at that piece of... I know that. But, yeah, I know. But then that brings up another issue. Maybe that Eiffel Tower is, is a reminder of how it was, it was loathed when it was made. Um, we never know what the future will say about what our choices were um, um, architecturally. So maybe the Urbana will be seen 
by the future as, as, a, as a perfect work, as, as magnificent, and they all wonder what the hell was this writer Charles Modenic talking about? I, yeah. But my, my question was, would it be fair to say that in some world that we don't live in, cities should be a work of art, but in the world we do live in, you want cities have to, uh, buildings, they're not works of art, they are works of building codes and design review and uh, uh, profit per square foot. And we, we need more, more, more of them where people can't afford a roof over their head. Yeah, you know, I think it is a greater civic spirit in Portland. They have codes, they have all those things, but they seem, it doesn't seem to get in the way of uh, the, the creativity of a number of its architects. And have you formed a theory of why Seattle is not as artistic as the city of Portland is? I'd love to solve that, solve that, solve that question, but it, it can't be doubted. Uh, but it's Seattle is, is at the bottom. <laughs> Charles, I have a question for you. What do you think of the coat that I'm wearing? Oh, it's green. And uh, it's, it goes with your sweater. It's, uh, it's got this yellow, uh, yellowish, I think it's fine. It's very Northwest. It's very Northwest. I would say, go so far as to say, this is an ugly coat. This yeah. is a puffer jacket. Yeah, yeah. I've, already, I've written about this. You so, have? Yeah, I've written about Seattle's lack of... of, of, uh, of say it. Of, uh, of taste. When yes. It comes, when it comes I wore this for you. <laughs> Charles, my, my wife bought me this coat. Yes. Uh, I think puffer jackets are homely. Yeah, yeah. This, the coat is... I don't wear it often, it's, but it's warm and lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. It does the job. And, and, and I know people who can't stand the fashion, the lack of fashion sense in Seattle. Yeah. But are you offended when you see me wearing this uh, drab I've, coat? I've given up that fight <laughs> a long time ago. What is interesting, though, is there was an article that came out in Esquire in December last year. They said that Seattle is becoming the fashion capital of the world <laughs> because this no style is becoming a style. Yes, it's right? spreading. It's spreading. And people, and I think when I went to New York um, um, in December, I noticed that uh, Seattle had had an impact on the way that people dress in that city. What happened was we had this massive um, lockdown, right? And people started spending time at home and nobody started, people stopped dressing completely, yes. you know, getting up in the morning, you know what I mean? Yes. Putting on, making sure things were matching, or right, you know what I mean? Yes. Seeing themselves, no, we just put on, they just put on these kinds of jackets, <laughs> these kinds of clothes <laughs> that you're wearing and went to the, you know, went to the store, yeah. or even now, then they said, well, if I go to the store, I just go to the, to the restaurant, the restaurant. <laughs> And <laughs> it just became nobody dresses anymore. If you go there, it was really shocking to me to see up and down, uh, you know, East Village, right? People dressed in the, in the style of, of, of a lot of Seattle. But they, but they start dressing that way because they like it. This is the, this is the style. So my, my, can't you reconcile yourself? The, the, your quote from the New York Times was, living in cities can and should feel like a work of art, and that's what's sad for me. Yeah. Do you want to go around being sad or angry <laughs> at the Urbana apartments? Or, or I mean, isn't the more imp- It's superficial, the outside, the skin of a building. Isn't what matters the life that's inside the buildings and on the streets and, and right here between you and me in this room? Why be depressed about Seattle architecture? You know, you can't be a great artist without, your, without some gripe. You know, <laughs> that's what. <one. laughs> 
Charles Mudede at The Stranger is not retreating from his words that living in Seattle should feel like a work of art. I think words matter. I think they shape our perceptions and then our feelings and then our opinions and eventually our actions. Here are some other powerful words in Seattle right now. What about the phrase, Seattle is dying? Not changing, dying. How could that vivid image affect the choices we make? Or the soul of Seattle. Does a city have a soul? Who decides what it is? And where does the soul go if the city is dying? I'm going to look into these words. And I'd like your ideas, too. Is there a word or phrase you've been hearing that you want me to dig into? Keep emailing me those words at bradkey at org, And I'll be back soon with another Words in Review and Week in Review.